following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourite actors and directors would rather forget that they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts, she has been running from Gene Simmons and his big long finger. It's Barney. Oh, the big long finger. Yeah, it's been so long since we've done this after our little summer break. And he's back from his sellout worldwide tour of just singing the Stargrove theme song <laughs> over and over. It's James. Running to an aerodrome. Stargrove. Uh, Things that end with. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I can't remember uh, all the lyrics on now. I remember I, how it made me feel, and that's what's important. Made me feel powerful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great and on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness, uh, you can also email us at hallmarkgreatness at gmail.com and other stuff probably as well. Um, how are we doing? We've had a little little break over the summer to sort of... School summer holidays. School summer holidays, empty out the horror that is stored in our brains collectively and <laughs> fill them back up again. Is that how you've spent your time? That's how I've spent it. Drinking heavily to try and burn <laughs> out like parts <laughs> of my brain that remember like uh, the what was it called? The dinosaur one that we done? Yeah. Carnosaur. Carnosaur. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, this week though, I believe we have possibly succeeded even ourselves, in doing the worst thing I've ever seen in my actual <laughs> human life. The, the horn of the Titanic, as this week we are doing Titanic. Uh, the Legend Continues, a 2000 animated film. Yeah, in Italian it's Legenda Continua. Yes. Which is Italian yeah. for don't see this as shit. Uh, it's, it's Italian for no, it's no good. Uh, if you've got your synopsis, please, James, before I uh, give the real one. Stargrove, starring in a Titanic clone. Stargrove, find a lassie wanna bone. Stargrove, the ice fields here are so unknown. Stargrove, Stargrove. Stargrove. <laughs> it's good, I like it. Um, anything from the poster? The poster looks more fun than the film, I will say. <laughs> Animated Titanic film complete with knockoff Disney characters, including dastardly villain with thin moustache, probably French. Well, suit of laws, you are correct. <laughs> uh, the actual synopsis, I also have the trailer for this. The trailer makes oh, it really? seem pretty... Yeah, I have the trailer. The trailer makes it actually seem oh. pretty good. Uh, the actual synopsis, a Cinderella meets her Prince Charming on the ill-fated Titanic. Along for the ride are a rapping dog, other talking animals, and an assortment of wacky humans. The rapping dog... Uh, Took me by surprise. I <laughs> was not expecting that it. to come out. Uh, here is the trailer. It's a bit of a long one, but I think it does a good job of selling a film. Now you can experience the adventure of the most famous ocean liner in history as you've never seen it before. Titanic, the legend goes on. 
There are all kinds of passengers aboard the Titanic, and among them is a young girl on the voyage of a lifetime, searching for someone she lost long ago. You're never going to find your precious mother. You're wrong. I will find her. And on this journey, she will meet William, her one true love. I don't even know your name. It's Angelica. I was looking for someone. <laughs> now that I've found her, oh, she? I'm not going to let her get away from me again. But there are some on board willing to destroy her dreams. Now I know who stole my locket. It was that girl. Angelica, come here at once. So it's up to Angelica's new friends. No, we're not. Bit of to music help over her out. And over. Where's this locket? <laughs> Keep it down. The locket's on the table. Follow the thrilling adventures of the passengers aboard Titanic, cruel Corinthia and her thieving partners, the beautiful singer Molly and the scheming Gaston. <laughs> And who are you? An amazing cast of lovable animal characters. Nope, disagree with that. Total shit. <laughs> He's not gonna fall for that old. Oh, this is the song with though. As the moment of destiny arrives. Look at that! There's an iceberg right in our path! You'll experience Crikey. an unforgettable tale James. of courage. You better get life built on sacrifice. No other lifeboats. Women and children only. Go on, we'll be together again soon. I promise. No other boat! And the enduring power of true love. Don't let me stop hoping. <laughs> We've got drums involved now, or I'll for it. This is just people dying at this point. <laughs> Nobody died, it's fine. You see bubbles coming up from underneath. I'm sure someone, like, people we haven't met. Titanic, the legend goes on. Wow, Thank you very okay, much for listening. So we'll uh, see you next week. That's it, that's all you need to know. A few points there. First of all, that's longer than the actual fucking film that we watched. <laughs> uh, Secondly, there are two the Titanic is a legend. It's not no, a legend. It's, 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 it's a real a physical thing effect. that existed. It's not like Sasquatch or, <laughs> or the Mothman. No. Yeah. Uh, there are two different cuts of this. There is like a 50-minute cut, which I want to see, because apparently wow. it just has it just has like bizarre silent scenes and stuff in it. And then there's this 70-minute version where they redubbed a lot of it, recut it so it made a bit of sense. Um, <laughs> and also put in all the wacky boring sound effects and stuff, which you want on a boat that's about to sink and kill, you know, several no, thousand No, 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 I heard the opposite of that. I heard that there was like an 85-minute version that's been cut down to a 70-minute version. Well, it's 70 so minutes. further cut to 50 minutes, I don't know what that means. There's no need than... for this film to have that many versions. No. <laughs> yes, but it is a weird sort of... Uh... It's an Italian film, and they redubbed it into 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 English, like Animals of Farming Wood style. Um, you know, it's it's countries working together to produce a absolute piece of dog tod. <laughs> <laughs> countries, uh, countries who hated each other. Like um, he, he, he may have made the trains run on time, but it at least got a lot to answer for. <laughs> um, wow, that's a massive editorial stance you're taking there. Um, yeah. So uh, we open. Of just the same bit of animation of two people rowing a boat. <laughs> and a very stern, like, boat man in the background, just like, 
staring yeah. at him. Why is he not rowing? I didn't get that. I guess he has to steer, but... Well, you find out later on why he's not rowing. Well, yes, he, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's an officer and the an officer and a gentleman. Can I just say that the frame rate was off for this? So they were just rowing in slow motion, which just made it, uh, it had a um, anything that could be put in slow motion to make the top of the runtime longer. We considered doing. <laughs> oh yeah, they've just filed some shit into this. Uh, yeah, there's a, also it starts out with some kind of sort of I've described it as Final Fantasy star screen music. It was yes. a very odd start to it. Uh, yeah, set the mood at completely the wrong level for you this, know, the this film is of 1,514 people dying. Yes, it's it's totally <laughs> all over the place. This film because it doesn't know whether it wants to be like a love film or a musical or a wacky animals. There's about 19 different subplots, none of which get really resolved <laughs> at any point. <laughs> there's the locket. There's the weird um, Sherlock Holmes guy that's in. What's he called? Like Frederick Jeremy McFlannel? No, no, Sam Back. Bread, Sam Bradbury. Jeremy McFlannel. I want to meet him. Yeah. Oh, I think it, I think that was his name, McFlannel. I remember that. Isn't that the the the, the, the the object New of our the New York the New York the New York jurisdiction? Sam Sam Bradbury. Yeah. Uh, they're setting sail from Ireland. So, well, it, how did he get to Ireland? And also, why is he apprehending people in international waters? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's it, it's international waters. There's, there's no rules. Uh, yeah. Uh, but watching this thing go away and the ship sinking and fireworks going up. Very quickly, that that ship sinks. Uh, yes. To be fair, I think that's flares, isn't it? It's supposed to be flares, but flares hang in the air to illuminate. These are literally starbursts. It's like. just a very entertaining. Uh, wait, if you're going to die, at least go, ooh. Ah. <laughs> I don't think it was like, oh, yeah, fuck it, we're dying, but we've not fired any of these off yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's just just fun cartoon deaths. Well, all uh, I know is, is when people are jumping, like dying in the water, the old woman on the lifeboat's like laughing at him. She is. Mm. <laughs> and I just thought, that's a bit. <laughs> She's like, ha ha ha, peasants. I was like, okay, this. I was like, why is she laughing? Why is 101 Dalmatians there? Uh, it could be, because at this point, it becomes immediately obvious that they've just stolen characters from Disney films. Yeah, they look very much like Pongo and Perdita from uh, 101 Dalmatians. There is also knockoff Wicked Mother from Cinderella. Who looks very similar, yeah. The sisters look very similar as well. The tall one especially looks like Griselda, however she's Yeah, not the voluptuous one. No. Out of character. Uh, Yeah, you've got like a poor man's Gaston, who is literally called Gaston. Gaston. (laughs) (laughs) No one will suspect that one. Uh, yeah, counting deaths, the dogs and thing. I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on with this film? Because <laughs> then we cut to a train journey. Which and, confused me because yeah. I didn't know what was going on at this point. I thought, are they still on the thing? No, right. This is like a flashback. Isn't because it, everybody's too? so sad in this that you can't tell if that's after the Titanic sinking or well, before. Uh, it yeah, before. it doesn't, it doesn't say like three days previous. Yeah, it's. I were introduced to on. our heroine. Heroin of this film? I mean, yeah. Of, of uh, the type that, you know, drains you of energy and then ultimately kills you. <laughs> Angelica. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who is looking at her locket that I think has her mother's picture in it, our mother and father's picture. It's a mother's, isn't it? Is it a mother? While her sister's in weird sort of chorus stereo, shout, precious mother, precious mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sort of channeling Gollum there, yeah. Uh, Oh, God. 
yeah, this hurt my... And while her wicked stepmother just sort of sits there and lets them get on with it. She is basically like a valet to them. She's... Is she, like... Is it her stepmother? Yeah, she's yeah, still right. right. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, she's sort of in a menial servant's role. Right. Uh, but the thing then, is that this cut... Oh, go on, go on. I think and then it cuts out it. of it. And yeah. we just get a big close-up of a seagull's anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's being diced up completely wrong. Like it would make more sense for this bird's eye view of Liverpool. Um, so there's the Titanic in the harbour. There's this goose about to take a shit on everyone. Um, but that should have come first before anybody was introduced. Then. Yeah, I I think they literally sent the things away for animation. And when they got them back, they just threw them into a hat and were like, right, this is the running order of the film. Yeah. There, uh, and then we, the seagull flies about in what is actually quite a good sort of shot of, of tracking around the docks, but it just keeps focusing on its cloaca. And I'm like, I don't, don't like this. But the, we meet, is it Jeffrey the cat who makes yeah. Mario noises when he gets surprised? Yeah. There's a lot of violence against animals in this. A lot. And ham-based crime as well. <laughs> Have we met Tweedledee and Tweedledum yet? They're the crocs. Um, I, again, I don't. I've got all their names here, but uh, I don't know who they are because they're just like as William. And I, I know William is the main love interest. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Who is? The very I think camp boy. Speaks about three words to her, and she's besotted with him. And <laughs> yeah. Um, People are getting onto this boat. Jeremy McFlannel is mentioned. I don't think we ever meet Jeremy <laughs> McFlannel, but I'm sad because it's a good name. Um, Mentor of the flannel. And then or it the just McFlurry. I don't know. <laughs> it just bombards you then with people, with all these people. So there's uh, Angelica and her family get on the boat, Gaston. and then there's is Gaston who gets on, uh, who is the like sort of butler to William, is he? No, no. Is he not? Again, it just literally, they were going, because there's also another old woman who looks very similar. Yes. Who's in like a maid outfit. No, 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 that's, uh, again, right, it just, it's all these people getting onto this boat. We're introduced to Sam Bradbury, who is an American Sherlock Holmes impersonator, who's doing crime solving. On a boat? I didn't understand. He doesn't turn up again either, does he? he Sherlock Holmes does nothing on this. He turns this. up at the end, doesn't he? He turns up again. That's yeah, his but disguise. he doesn't like, follow the thread of this investigation or anything. No, again, everybody like... turns up again at the, like, the lifeboat scene. But there's, yeah, like, there's, a, there's 19... all, like, a barrage of people. There's Peter yes. Gonzalez and a whole uh, raft of like. Well, then we cut down to from the human plank to the animal plank, people. where. Um, very, very racist Mexican mice, mice get on, <laughs> yep. uh, who have been on tour and want to go home. I was <laughs> like, oh, mate, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like a weird crow or seagull or magpie, is it supposed to be? That gets I on as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but then he keeps stealing stuff, doesn't he? So I assumed he was a magpie. Oh, magpie. No one saluted him, so I didn't know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, there's, like a, there's a party of immigrant mice from an old world location. That I think that's a knockoff of uh, like an American tale, Bible, you know. Yeah, they've got a continental a... accent that you just can't place. I think they're supposed to be like Jewish immigrant mice. 
Oh, like like leaving for a new and leaving for a new world. Oh, that makes um, me feel bad now because I found them really annoying. I mean, they everything in this was really annoying. Yeah, I don't feel bad about it, cry. <laughs> Uh, and then for some reason, I've just got Wicked Bungus written down. Don't know what that means. So before they get on the ship, um, Angelica's looking at her locket and she drops it on the floor. Yes. And Gaston picks it up. And we meet the um, the posh bird. I think she's um, she does have a name, but I do not find it out when I watched it. Not yeah, I think sense. I just wrote it down as... Posh bird. I, yeah, I wrote posh bird. <laughs> Hot <laughs> the singing. I will say uh, they clearly put a lot of design into the singing woman's knockers because they feature quite prominently all Which the way we through. We do this. get a close up as well of some thought, animated boobs. I thought there was going to be a bit where she gets out of that bath shower bit and they were going to put some cartoon knocker in, and I was like, "This isn't for children." <laughs> but yeah, uh, when he puts the necklace round her, there's like a very long yeah, shot of, of cartoon boobies. Which is, is gross and weird. Um, yes, yeah, so your, your wicked ruckus now is um, the stepsisters, all their dresses are ripped and they're blame, blaming Angelica. Yeah, what's, the, what's going on with that, Mike? Because they're all. You rich. didn't pack them right, apparently. You pack them. Where, where did you pack them? On some barbed wire? I don't get it. Onto the razor blades that they were taking with them. <laughs> and yeah, and the, the secateurs and stuff. Yeah, I, again, none of this makes sense. So they're yes. in first class and. Angelica is in Angelica's third. With the old woman who looks like a maid. She's got like an old maid costume. She looks, yeah, she looks like an old, she looks like um, Tweety Pie's mum. Yes. Yeah, she's got like a, an old lady, or, or Mrs. White from uh, Cluedo. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit where she doesn't have much, but she gives like a mouse a piece of cheese and this mouse like fights a quarter for all time. So, so, uh, so it t- takes on the burden of the locket being now missing. Yeah, she keeps um, going on about this frigging locket, and the mouse then goes uh, to like the cargo bay where all the other animals are having like an animal meeting. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so this they, is grounded get, in nature, obviously. Yeah, he, uh, the young mouse, I don't remember his name, uh, gets chased by the cat, who then gets like violently hurt. Uh, he gets rescued by a dog, uh, and the mouse says, "If it wasn't for you." I'd be in someone else's digestion now, which I thought was a good line. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we get party time, the rapping dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everybody felt like this, that I was aware going into this that there'd be a rapping dog and then it <laughs> assailed me by how non sequitous it was. Because up to this point, it's all been very... Ah, sort of music, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is like, you know, 1910s, and it's all thing. And then a dog in shades and jeans starts doing a rap with goose backup singers. <laughs> yeah, where these geese have come from, I don't know. <laughs> the song is called Party Time, and it is a delight. Yeah, would you like to experience Party Time again? <laughs> oh, have you got it? <laughs> have you got? Oh my god, he's putting a hand <laughs> backwards. <laughs> So the mouse says, if it hadn't been for you, I'd now be in someone else's digestion. Yes. Isn't really scary. It's a brilliant line. And then the dog says, you know, there's something you should know, so I'm going to tell you so. Don't sweat it. Forget it. Enjoy the show. Working all day, so it's time to unwind. Kick back, relax, take a load off your mind. Ha <laughs> ha. 
busting the moves and I'll be busting the rhymes. We'll be busting up laughing because it's party time. And then we get the chorus of party time. Party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Leave your troubles at the door, leave your worries behind. <laughs> and leave it... <laughs> don't, don't stop me because I've put my heart and soul into this performance. Sorry, sorry, I do apologise. Leave the rest up to me and you'll like what you find. I'll be busting the moves and I'll be busting the rhymes. We'll be busting up that because it's party time. It's the same lyrics again and again. Yes. Oh, there is some more called Jeremy McFlannel. I'm yes. looking at the IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Someone is credited as Jeremy McFlannel, so that's a real person. Um, yeah, <laughs> and this is just rapping dog, and then they all just go, "Okay, <laughs> that's it." Rapping oh. dog, by the way, in the background, I noticed as I was trying to tabulate all of that that um, he's got some boxes behind him that are supposed to say New York, but for some reason it's mirrored, so it just says YN. And yeah, they've just reused it, some no. of the. That might be a YouTube thing. They sometimes mirror stuff so that it doesn't get tracked by the algorithm. All right. So the whole thing might be back to front. But you, you... no, because because uh, in the same sequence there is some bo- there are some boxes that say New York on it. Right. Okay. Right way, unless they switched it halfway, but so I've got a review from the dog wrapping from Brugman Brugman from 2020. So he's obviously watched it during like lockdown. <laughs> okay. Love how killing himself. <laughs> Love how party time is something discussed am- among marine disasters and mass death. End of review. <laughs> That's a little cheeky free bonus review. There. <laughs> but yeah. before the mass death, there was a party time. Yeah, a dog doing a rap. Um, and then this time, they all yeah, no one was doing rap in nineteen twelve, were they? Um, there is actually then, a scene not behind it. The that says, That's why. There's like a, an urban-looking brick wall behind him, Seinfeld style, and then it says rap music on the side, on like a billboard poster. You know what to write? Yeah, I'd be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then that ends, and then they all all the animals agree that they have to try and help um, Angelica find this locket for some reason. Because I think she's because kind she, to animals, so because she's kind to them. animals, and she fed some bread to a mouse. And yeah, I didn't understand. Um, we're introduced to uh, Gaston, the Frenchman, uh, who is evil, and we get to see the fancy lady's knockers as she's on the thing with her dogs, the non-union um, 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> who then have a conversation with two other dogs. There's like a, like a setter or something, like a little lap, both little lap dogs. But the Does little lap, like a rat. that is um, Angelica's stepmother's dog, isn't it? I think. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the other ones with the, with the two assistants because they get it's the so dog confusing. trunk or something. I didn't understand. But there's also there's also a woman who fall. The dog trips up a man into her, and then all her jewelry lights up. Is she the one with the fake jewellery we hear about later? Yeah, I think so. I think they rob her, but it turns out that it's all costume. And it's a the dog and her are in a scam together because the dog can get involved in like <laughs> fraud, can it? I guess. Fraud. And he's like, he's he's resigned to the fact that he's just like a part of this con gang now as a dog. Yeah. Again, this sounds like a fever dream, but 
genuinely <laughs> don't watch this film be because it is absolutely terrible. This film. I had no idea what was going on. No, because it just cuts from scene about three minutes ago. There'd been a rap in the middle of it. Yes. And now people are stealing off each other, grafting. There's dogs forming some kind of union. <laughs> the 101 Dalmatian stealing scene is the only thing I've got written down for that. Because oh, I've got so comedy in the kitchen with a huge turkey leg, so I've no idea when that <laughs> happened. Oh, no, no that's, that's immediately that's... before the rap, wasn't it? No, this is after the rap. Was it? Was it a turkey? I thought it was a big ham. Oh, it could be a yeah, ham. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, the mice are in there trying to steal a big string of sausages, like in the Beano. <laughs> um, and the chef's chasing them with this big stick of ham. He th- falls over. He slides on a potato. Because, of course, a floor it's potato. A bit of a slapstick, yeah. Uh, and he launches this ham that then hits the cat and smashes him into a wall. And he gets all the Tweety Birds around his head. But instead of it being Tweety Birds, it is turkey legs that bop yeah, around his head. That's just before that's where that I've rap. got the turkey yes. legs from. Because I, I saw it a lot as I was rewinding. I, re- I really struggled to maintain focus. I, oh after God, after yeah. this, I, my notes are just, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> um, the chef somehow catches fire. <laughs> I noticed that. And then a man comes <laughs> in and pours whiskey on him. That not making more flammable. And then he, he goes up in smoke, and then they oh. just glare at each other for like a full ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you do that? Yes. Um, uh, at, at this point, plot is introduced. Anastasia. This is about twenty minutes in. Angelica bumps into the architect, and she, like she's got some linen in her hand or something, and he then caresses her hand, and. That like knocks her for six, and she can't. Yeah, I think he says that's a nice dress. You'd look good in that or something. You, no, bet you look ravishing oh, in that. That's such a dickhead thing to say. Oh, oh, cringe. Oh, it's creepy <laughs> as fuck, mate. Yes. Um, yeah. That's why she couldn't say anything. She just like thrown up and thrown out. Right, I've it. got sick in my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, because these are the clothes that she's supposed to be repairing because she packed them on top of the barbed wire and razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I've got after this is that there's an animal revolution breaking out on deck. I can't, I've got no memory of it. Uh, a small boy's ball falls off something, and a very annoying child actor is like, My ball's falling off! <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think William fixes. He goes and gets, like, slaps the poor kid and steals the ball and gives it back to the rich kid. And everyone's like, Wow, what a guy! I'm like, mm, I hated this so much. Yeah. And then the wicked stepmother opens the door to that architect. Uh, <laughs> she, she literally tries to kidnap him. Yeah. Because he's, 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 he's met Angelica. Uh, and and the wicked stepsisters as well are way thirsty for him as well. Oh, mate. One of them is so thirsty that she falls through a, 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 a stool. <laughs> <laughs> As and in a stands, chair, not a poop. She stands on a yeah, she's no yeah, she stands on like a poof <laughs> and then falls through it because she's quite big and springs come out and go spraying for no reason. Like uh, he says they've got to fill time, haven't they? So yeah, he says, Oh, I'm here looking for uh, Angelica, and she's like, Oh, we don't know who you mean. And she's and they're like, oh, okay, bye then. And she literally grabs his arm and he's like, Come in and drink tea with us. <laughs> he's like, and I don't want like, your goddamn tea. Yeah, you off-brand Cinderella. 
I mean, after that, my notes are just basically, I don't want to watch this film anymore. <laughs> I've I'm only just, got I'm, notes yeah. of the, uh, the restaurant in my next set of notes. I'm not convinced that they didn't just have a sound effects board and just developed a plot around this because it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It is. Uh, it, this probably sounds confusing in listening to this, but this is exactly what it's like watching yes. it. It's just, it. It is just, I was assailed by images moving across the screen. Um. I think after this, we're introduced to uh, Sam uh, Bradbury, but he's now dressed like a um, quite racist Turkish man or something. He takes his moustache off and he's like, it's me. And I was like, what is happening here? I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, me. Who are you? <laughs> there's a few events that I thought were supposed to be the reception, but they're not the reception. It was just a very fancy time. Every yeah, day is like just... a reception, but it's not the reception. because So... It quickly emerges that Angelica and everybody is sort of, they're all jostling for position at this reception party for the great and good that's going to take place at some point soon. And that's why she wants the dress, why everybody wants the locket, and why, I don't I don't know why the animals are even bothered, because they're not represented at this. But at some point, anyway, a, a, a mum or whatever talks to, the, talks to the, that architect, William, about Angelica, and then he goes all weird and says, oh, her eyes were like, oh, nanny, I think I'm going soft in the head. He has got a very camp voice as well. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> no, I mean, I... it was it was back in the day, so they would have just been uh, friends that lived together, wouldn't they? That's what they called it back then. Uh, yeah. He's a very passionate man. Uh, Gaston <laughs> gives the locket to Booby Sing Lady, who then goes and sings a song called, um, was it Out at Sea or something? I don't know. She's only got like one song. She does it twice now, I think. Yeah. And then it that, plays at the end as well. It's like the Cantana band from um, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she goes and has a wash. The magpie slash crow slash whatever it is steals the locket in a series of hijinks where all the animals just pile into this room, rob her, and then... He refuses to give it back until the mouse pushes him through a grate. I go, oh, also, there's a weird bit with a mouse with a candle climbing up a pipe that keeps falling. Oh, I hated this film so much. Is this, is this the time when they put all that material around a door handle and prat around with that? And then Jeffrey chases them? <laughs> oh, the I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Uh, <laughs> Anything else anyone wants to ask? <laughs> I put that the the architect then interrogates the old crone that's hanging out with Angelica about her. And... I think she's her roommate. Oh, right, okay. Well, she's an old crone anyway. She's an old crone, um, but she has two kids. She might be a nanny because she's with, like, two kids or something. She's oh. a wizened old woman who just... Oh, nanny, I'm going <laughs> soft in my brain. And, Where's my and... ball? He says, uh, either he or she says something like that uh, she comes out here often for walks. I thought it's only been, it's not even been a day yet. How have you formed habits about this woman that you're stalking? Again, we don't know because the passage of time in this film is irrelevant. Like, this could have been a year. It, <laughs> yeah. Is this a different boat? I like the fact that they keep doing the, the one expensive shot of the CGI Titanic that they've yes. got as well. Yeah. They keep showing that a lot. Uh, Hot Babe has tea with um, what I've described as the French cab. Is that a Gaston? 
That's Gaston, who yeah. I think is, oh, is, yeah, is vying for someone's job. And, yeah, very, separate... very sort of blatantly puts the locket over a deglotage. Um... Which is French for knockers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the architect, William, um, dances with Angelica, learns her name for the first time, and then fucks off and says, I'll see you at the reception tonight. This wasn't the reception. No, this is no. the pre-reception reception. <laughs> oh my god, posh people have too How much time. How many is this? <laughs> Where is the reception? You think it'd be I mean, night one, wouldn't you? You know, introduce yourself to each other. This, a week in because she's been doing going for walks every day. So I'd say it's at least five days of them being at sea. Well, possibly from all the animal hijinks. I don't know how many animals have died in the process of this so far. But oh, anyway. True. Angelica moves the plot along by getting a 19th century dress off the old crone who says that she will go to the ball, uh, uh, sorry, the reception, and look totally unrecognisable to the wicked stepsisters. Because a dress does that, doesn't it? I mean, if it's... Yeah, like, I've seen it in fairy tales all the time. Camouflage if it's, gear, right? if, it's, if it's got a balaclava with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She just looks like Angelica in a different dress. She but needs a baseball yeah. cap and wear it backwards, then no one will know who she is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> comb, your, comb your hair differently, like Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my 1998 look. Anyway, my wrapping, um, yeah, my wrapping she, hat. <laughs> she decides as well that she, uh, her uh, costume won't be complete without the locket, so she reports the locket's theft to a moody first mate. Oh, is that the guy that's like, I'm the first officer, and just like, you're right, you're right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the weirdest yeah. reporting of a crime I've ever seen. He's just no, I, I, I'd, like to, I'd, I'd like to speak to the captain. The captain's not here. <laughs> I'm first officer. I was like, all right. It started in the middle of like some dispute or something. We're at Act Four of a completely <laughs> different play, where the first mate has clearly had like some kind of dereliction of duty talk with the captain, um, and then Hot Babe's dogs spot the locket that's on the neck um, and then I think recognise that as Angelica's locket because all yes. animals talk to one another and have made concise notes and they have, illustrations about at the, the At the wrapping thing they agreed at the, the rap show, they all agreed <laughs> to uh, to help Angelica find the locket, I think. And the because... Dalmatians belong to Hot Babe. Yes. Um, so yeah, she has a bath or a shower and then all the animals nick it. For no plot reason, I've put. There's nothing to motivate. It's to introduce the magpie. Yeah. Who then refuses to give it back and gets pushed down a grate <laughs> by, by the mouse. Who then she, He then lands in uh, Angelica's room and hands it over. And has a hug and he really likes that hug. Yeah, and then he's accepted into society. He's like, oh, yeah. Little magpie. <sighs> uh, the dogs... Um, the sort of around hot babe as she gets out of the shower. That was the point where it felt a bit dodgy. That's what I was saying. It's like that towel's going to fall, and we're going to get some cartoon TNA here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't, but it still felt wholly inappropriate to let a child watch this film. Well, yeah. Oh, that's another thing because they deliver, they safely deliver that locket to Angelica, who then kisses them both, including the young mouse, who's clearly introduced as a child. And I've just put that it's sickening because it was. She's not sticking a tongue down its mouse throat, is she? It's not like it's it's, oh, it's, just, it, guys, oh, it just 
It's really supposed to be bizarre. it's supposed to be a sweet sort of Snow White in the woods animals helping sort of thing, yeah. but it just comes across as what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Where's that gull's ass again? Let's see yeah, that. Yeah, show me your seagull's ass. <laughs> yeah. Right now they're in the reception, aren't they? The reception. Is this the reception? Is this the reception? Indistinguishable from any other gathering that they've ever held. <laughs> We've only got two backgrounds. <laughs> the crook tried to steal the fat lady's handbag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been a weird bit of them like trying doors or something to rob people. Yeah, that's all been going on as well. So I think other people have started to report other thefts. The first um, officer who's like, Fuck you. <laughs> this is why the New York police officer who's there for no reason whatsoever is dressed as an Arab and gets racially profiled, which I thought was actually quite a lot of layers to that. I don't think it was meant to be like a political statement about <laughs> that. I think they just went, Can you draw a dude in a turban? Tidy. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably was. Oh, wait, so Sam Redbrick was following though, those were the crimp, right. Wow, I'm, on, I'm learning things. <laughs> the, the plot has also moved on by the reception point because the captain receives a report at this point about With icebergs. my favourite line, this bit. Oh, go on. Go on, so, go on, tell about the report. <laughs> so he instructs his first mate to inform him of any change to, and I quote, the type of ice that we're seeing. Yes! Is that what you're referring yes, to? Yes, and I was like, it's an iceberg. You're getting a report of an iceberg. What other type of ice are there? Why ice? Vanilla ice? Blue ice? Yeah. <laughs> it's ice tea going to be climbing up the side of the ship. Ice cube and scoopy scoopy dog dog. <laughs> I was just like, that is my favourite line. I went back and heard it again. <laughs> the type of ice that we're seeing. The type of ice we're seeing. I'm not a good captain. That, that's why that first mate's angry. He's like, should have been my job. <laughs> he knows yeah, about all the types of ice. I'm not sure he wrote the book on it. Captain. It's called we... Ice in its many forms. Like first mate. <laughs> Do we actually see the captain at this point? I'm not entirely clear on that. Um, I think we do. Just yeah, I think he's but there. We're going back to the reception now. Ice. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of scene hopping. We're back in reception now. Hot Babe is singing noisily. Yep. That one song that she knows. She's not got a great voice either, that's the thing. It's really thin and reedy to me. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be like a Celine Dion style song, isn't it? Because the whole thing is a knockoff. Non-union Celine Dion. (laughs) Very non-union. Yeah, Celine Dion Uh, wouldn't knock us out for this. Anyway, she appears at the bottom of the stairs in her disguise dress. And Gaston sees the necklace and then starts making very strange noises. That was it the oh. necklace that he was looking at. Let's be fair. <laughs> yes, I was. I, if I had time, I would have cut those noises out because oh. it was very strange. <laughs> and then I've put she has a dance with William, and then we have another close-up shot of her animated boobs. Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, I just I just want to point out as well that before that dance happens, um, Angelica recaps in the mind all the two occasions that she's met this man. <laughs> When I was carrying laundry, and now (laughs) it's not like fatal deviation with the horse riding and the laundress, is it? Uh, I mean, yeah, (laughs) there was a lot of chest flashing at that point from the, the camera. And then Hot Babes claims that, um, that she had that locket stolen. 
and then slaps the Frenchman for no reason whatsoever. Because he provided her the locket and it's now gone, so it must be his fault. Well, I think it's implied that he took it back and gave it to this, gave it to Angelica, so it's just something that he does to to curry favour with women. That's the way I interpreted it as. But it it isn't explained. She just, like, beats the shit out of him. And then we're going, (laughs) okay, fair enough. Moving on. Um, And then there's my favourite line in this, um, which is, I think William says to her, I never thought you'd actually come. And then they kiss while the old woman and animals celebrate. Yeah, the old lady's crying. Oh, she's crying. Yeah, she's having a crush. She's like, oh my goodness, I'm so happy. I've known this girl for two days and I'm so happy she's in love. Also, right, the old lady is in steerage. Right? She's in third class. Yeah. She wouldn't be invited to the at the captain's reception. I don't think this is actually at the reception because they're outside her cabin, oh which is why the, the line, I never thought you'd actually come, struck me as a little bit off-tangent there. Um, and then they're finding out about this reception and then nothing happens at the reception. <laughs> Oh, the the uh, step family break it up, the romance, and the mice run amok. And start pulling faces as well. <laughs> yeah. Start pulling faces, and the step sisters are like, eh, eh, it's horrible. And then one of them gets stuck in a wicker chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. For no reason. <laughs> For no reason. They do that a lot. But um, also, uh, that reception where we find out the... um. Woman says about her pearl necklace has been stolen, but she doesn't care because all her jewellery is fake. But that's not that's not why you married me, is it? Or oh, whatever she says to a creepy fellow. Yeah, that's, that's that, again. That's like that's like the eighteenth plot point that doesn't go anywhere. And it's even just if you bought something from like Claire's accessories, it gets nicked. It's still a theft. Yes, and Sam Sam Bradbury should be on the case, but no, He's got other things to do. He's too busy racially profiling himself. <laughs> Uh, and then, talking of uh, racial insensitivity, uh, oh, this is where the poor taste mariachi band comes into it. Does anyone really want to cover this territory? So the yeah, Mexican I'm, I'm mice assuming Barney does. <laughs> the Mexican mice are singing Mucho Gusto. And the only line I remember, because I was too busy laughing, was Dan- dust off your dancing shoes, those. <laughs> We're going to drink some Uzos. <laughs> yes. There's something you can do, Stowe. It, it is that bad. It, it, it's, they've not even tried to, like. Yes. It's also the, the, classic, the classic trope of a regular sized one, a little fat one, and a tall, thin mouse as well. All with sombreros on. All with sombreros on, on yeah. yeah. Well, the Dalmatians are doing a Lady in the Tramp style thing with a string of sausages. Sausages. Mucho gusto. Eat your sausagistos. <laughs> Put it in your digesto. <laughs> um, I didn't mind the Mucho Gusto song. It was, yeah. I, it, it's not as good as the rapping, uh, but it's better than uh, non-union Celine Dion. So that's the not... Mucho Gusto's was quite catchy. I just feel like they're just targeting different sections of North America as they go along. Rap music, right? We've done that. We've Mexicans, done, we've done that. Exit right, yeah. Uh, let's get some annoying white people in there now. Yes, it's. Uh, but anyway, the Titanic casually passes a massive iceberg. Nobody reports anything to do what with it. What kind of ice was that iceberg made of? I don't know. <laughs> I'm only the first officer. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the architect then bids her good night. 
um, Angelica goodnight for the 100,000th time and vows to find her mum, which is a bit of an ask. She's been doing it her entire life, couldn't do it. Uh, say, also, it's just, it's not it's your first date. Like, at least bust that out further on down the line, like, because you're going to be out at the top of that, aren't you? Really, later on. He then says, I think to himself as he's lying in bed, she'll have no cares from now on. She'll be happy, happy, happy. And then it just cuts. <laughs> Precious mother! He's fucking deluded. He's Again, I think, I think he's, he's very, very closeted. Yeah. <laughs> Happy, happy, happy. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, I, 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 my notes have stopped at this point. <laughs> I was, I was just in a sort of zombie state watching it because it's, it's. Is it? Is it iceberg time next? There are more icebergs, uh, and then one suddenly spawns in front of the ship as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it hits. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. And we see the captain again because he says. What did we hit? <laughs> and I've, I've just wrote next to it. <laughs> you know when I warned you about that ice and you went, what kind of ice is it? The kind that hits boats, you fuck. <laughs> oh, we've got in a kid, have we? <laughs> yeah, what did we expect to be on there? It's a sea moose. Yeah, uh, that's that's how he chooses to be informed as well, is, is, is when it happens. So nobody tells him. Uh, the architect, William, then goes down to the third point. I've called him the architect throughout. I don't know why I didn't just use his name. Where the mice are endangered in steerage. Yeah, and I was very confused at this point because there's a little rat dog and Jeffrey's in a cage and I do not remember how they got there. No, because the, the bird was reintroduced to society after all the locket incident. So they yeah. just incarcerated him for a different crime. Larceny or something. No, it wasn't the bird. It was the the cat was called it was, Jeffrey. It was and the was, little rat dog with the pearl necklace. Non-union um Lucifer from Cinderella. Lucifer, yeah. Yeah. And the little rat dog who is un- in the employ of the lady that had the two guys that were robbing stuff. Fucking hell, that was a yeah. <laughs> I've no uh, idea yeah. why they're in the cage. I, I think that's like animal brig. <laughs> <laughs> Better detectives than Sam. Yes, uh, that rapping dog is also a cop. <laughs> uh, why not? Yeah, I don't know why they like lifeboats. They start up, and the evil woman and uh, henchman escape. And there's a sort of again, like with the trailer, there's a tonal shift now to yeah. everybody being in fucking danger. But yeah. it's just a, it's a but family there, film. But there is a comedy bit because one of the women can't reach a lifeboat, and she makes like a human bridge. And the crooks like run over it to get into a lifeboat. So there's always an element of comedy going on, <laughs> even, in, even in death. The yeah. challenge is not to drown. <laughs> uh, Hot Babe is on deck singing that one song that she knows. <laughs> the Next song, do free bird. <laughs> <laughs> William finds Angelica as the as he gets the steerage, and the poor are revolting down there. Um, and they're saying that it's women and children only, and everyone's kicking off. Um, so that's all. That's all happening. Yeah, People that kid, that kid who's ball get... was there. Yeah, he's he's on the boat. My ball. Yeah, <laughs> but not other kids. Just the one that's being represented. 
Yeah, and then yeah. this is when this is when the the, the death starts. <laughs> this is where I yeah. mentioned about the fireworks, which you've already covered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it sort of like it repeats that bit again. Uh, so she's, she's on the boat, um, like at the start with uh, that horrible woman whose henchmen are making faces at her for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like a six years old. Yeah, That's again, never fully explained. Also, a lot of like the audio in this, a lot of like the speech, feels like they just got people talking because there's just little random bits of speech in there that you're going, is this scripted or did you just get people drunk and push them into a recording <laughs> booth? This film's about the Titanic. You're a rapping dog. Okay, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> the Dalmatians have been saved. As well. time. <laughs> yeah, the dogs get saved, which yeah, they wouldn't do. Women and children and Dalmatians. And well, they're expensive. So, you know, they're a pedigree dog. Yeah, but their owner is singing that same song <laughs> over and over oh, again. Yeah. Well, she Priorities. she, she yeah. gave her spot so the dogs could survive. Her <laughs> knockers will keep her afloat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he so William he's, he's still on board he, he makes three limp-wristed attempts to smash a window does he talk <laughs> with the chair at the window he does eventually it is the wettest attempt at doing anything <laughs> well that chair's already been broken because one of sisters went through it be fair, yeah, it should be easier to throw then it's hollow in it now <laughs> and then the boat snaps in half anyway and all the lights go out and to be honest, it's very well lit for an area that is in the middle of the North Atlantic, freezing cold. It should be pitch black. Well, that's the fireworks, mate. That's keeping them alive. <laughs> Kids are all watching this happen, and I just put, holy shit. And I, I didn't know what else to say, because this actually happened. In, yes. in a sense, uh, there was fewer animal um, interactions. And not as much comedy. I didn't no. laugh half as much at DiCaprio as I did at this one. I don't know when that guy falls off and bangs off the earth. Thing, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> you should be laughing at that. That's not. It's just done in such a stupid way. <laughs> it's the fact that he spins like a shuriken as he goes down. Uh, right. But yeah. So that to, to, child to... on the lifeboat shivering now because he's cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, the architect well... plummets into the water with a kid after he's managed to smash through a window. Uh, plunges into the water with a small boy and I thought oh he is he should be done by that point shouldn't he I mean even Leonardo DiCaprio dies doesn't he because once you yeah, once get, you once you get into that water yeah, then your core temperature plummets to a point Plus, where yeah, I think you get about you five minutes out, die aren't you yeah. yes yeah so I thought oh he's toast now isn't he? well the opposite toast he's a uh, cold toast what kind of ice does he <laughs> <laughs> He's a slush puppy at this point. <laughs> He's a Mr. Frosty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's in the water. But he's in they... the water, but we cut to Angelica giving that kid a, a blanket. Yes. And then does, did they not pull him out of the water? No. The... So before that, the, the woman's like, I'm your mum. And she's like, oh, my goodness. And they start hugging. It's like, God, you believe that very quickly? <laughs> Anyone well, say it? There was no DNA testing back then or anything, was there? Yeah, but you just had a lifeboat where she goes, I'm your mum. It's like, well. And they had to resolve it. plot lines, yeah. Well, hang on, because William hands the kid back to a lifeboat and he gets branded a hero. And then he gets caught by a rope and then appears to drown. Yeah, 
in water. He's, he's done for. They don't care. He's not just in water, but he's actually snagged. He's, he's being dragged down. Yes. Absolutely. Incredibly dark. But the best plot twist is the woman who's claiming to be Angelica's mum has raised William instead of her. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. Mm. A son that she never had, sort of thing. And I was well, like, you couldn't be asked with her, but you can with him. Come she, on. She, she made him the daughter she never had. That's I put, uh, he I died with his secret shame. His best is dead, isn't it? Is what yeah. He wouldn't have got away with it. He was going to New York. He could have <laughs> moved in the village down there. It would have been fine. He could have been the most flamboyant architect there was. <laughs> um, it does cut to him a little bit later. Um, he's not dead. He's holding onto a box that they've uh, come across. Um, YN box. Oh, the first mate, the yeah. crew guy is fuming. Like, don't let him in the boat. Don't let him in the boat. Oh, he gets cold everyone. everywhere. <laughs> and they pull him onto the boat and he's mate. like, get him off. It's fucking freezing out there. Thermostat's already at the top. But, but it, it's, um, it's not William, is it? No, it appears to be him. But it's oh, I got confused, yeah, because at this point I was like, oh, I hope this finishes soon because, yeah, oh no, so it, it's, it's somebody else who was in a position of power on the boat. It was Sam, it was the policeman, it was it was uh, Sam, Sam, Sam Bradbury, yeah, because his, his wig comes off, yes, and then the guy wants to put oofing back in water because it's not William. We see the chef floating in a giant pot, which I'm always yeah. a fan of that, yeah. <laughs> He should be warm because he's been on fire recently. <laughs> and the animals are on a raft. And then the dolphins appear. But the chef's there with his cheese and sausages going, eh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you get dolphins in the frozen North Atlantic. But... <laughs> but if they did turn up, then they would definitely do the same and just fuck off anyway. Like, well, there's nothing we can do here. They could do it, Dick Van could push them to shore. <laughs> oh, they don't. Everyone gets rescued, this is though. not our dolphins. fight. Yeah. Then the um, boat does eventually find William, but he's unconscious from too much exposure to water. Yes, um, even though he would be dead after five minutes. His and first words are, hello. You had you me had at me hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> If you see my wife, tell her I said <laughs> hello. I thought that Lionel Richie would approve. Um, <laughs> with his big Ian Rush face. And then the annoying mouse ends the film with an Animal House style rundown. Uh, what happened? Where did everybody go? Yeah. Uh, the chef invites them. I mean, yeah, the, the rest of the rescue mission, how this cooking pot manages to float its way back to, I think, the old world because they. The chef invites the mice to stay at his restaurant and they live happily ever after. Very ratatouille, yeah. Uh, NYPD cop enlists the dogs as one of them drug dogs. <laughs> he likes <laughs> rapping and drugs, yes. <laughs> well, he gets a medal, Sam, for whatever he did on the boat. No, he just was a, <laughs> pretended to be Sherlock Holmes and then was a bit racist. <laughs> Is it the Mercury Award for introducing a new song to a disaster zone? Fun, yeah. Um, and the horrible on, it, woman also survives. Um, her goon weds uh, Gaston. He weds one. He weds one of the wicked step stepsisters. That's very difficult. No, to say. Gaston doesn't. It's the the two crooks that the marry two crooks marry opposites, don't they? Because oh, there's they're too both, many villains in this. They're, they're, they're very similar body shapes. Yeah. Gaston's next and he works as like a nanny and a chauffeur and basically he does a load of jobs to 
make money again because he must yes. have lost all his money. Yeah, that's right. Everyone in a menial position is a criminal. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and the horrible woman herself is interred into prison for a while for an unspecified crime. She knows oh, what oh, she oh, did. Yeah, I forgot crimes. It was her iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> selling munitions to the Germans I don't know uh, Gaston gets a shit job I don't know what that means gets a few shit jobs yeah, yeah. So, yeah he ends up doing all the donkey work doesn't he yeah uh, unsurprisingly William and Angelica wed and taking orphans after the horrific deaths of their parents and have some Dalmatians as well yeah because they bonded at some point does this hot babe die yeah. Uh, yeah, She's she does. She's thinking on that boat, isn't she? Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> William's in the water for like four hours and doesn't die. She could have kept herself afloat. Quite easily with them. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just like, you know, death is only if you're like, she, she plays quite a prominent role in the film. You thought they would have kept her in so they could do her turning and winking at the camera sort of thing. But no, fine. I'm sad now. I think the annoying mouse child says, bye for now. And then it's just, Credits rolling for 15 fucking minutes. 15 minutes of credits. 15 minutes like... of flashbacks of the entire film, which then feels incredibly familiar. Yes, in case you hadn't already sat through it once, here's the credits. <laughs> yeah. And that, my friends, is Titanic. The legend goes on. Uh, Don't watch I it. <laughs> I have to give this the lowest mark of anything I've ever given anything. This is, uh, this is Fabio's anus. I even think Fabio's anus is too pure for this it's a, film. It's a, it's a bronze Fabio's anus. <laughs> Fabio's anus is too pure for this world. All right, it's Fabio's taint. I don't know. I, I will give it half a seagull's anus. Okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't a very cogent film. I'm going to give no. it one bronze Fabio as a result. Yeah, uh, the lowest possible scores. So we've got uh, a bronze Fabio's taint, a bronze Fabio, <laughs> and half a seagull's anus. Right. That's, I don't That's know like what that, that is. That's a medieval <laughs> recipe book from the last <laughs> episode. Take that on Swap Shop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hated this so much. Uh, but let us lead into fully James Facts. <laughs> Yeah, so this was Titanic, the animated film. The legend continues, even though it's not a legend. Um, this was released in 2000, three years after the actual Titanic film. Uh, that, that means a film about the Titanic, not just a really big film. Uh, 2000 brought us Mission Impossible 2, Gladiator, Castaway, What Women Want. That's a bit of a non-sequitur after those two. Um... Meet the Parents, X-Men, all good films. Um, I didn't actually get a figure for how much this cost to produce, so I decided to try and research how much it would have cost. So today, uh, quote for animation per minute is £10,000. So given that this ran generously for 80 minutes, I would estimate that to be $800,000, or in pounds, that would be just shy of £600,000. Uh, but they did use to... a lot of reused footage, like they kept using the same animation over and over again. Well, I don't so know if that's the animation house just, you know, cheating them out or something. So I'll, it's I'll the production company that. was Titanic Cartoons, so I'm assuming it's this and no else. 
Uh, this is compared to the Titanic film, which cost two hundred million to produce. Yeah, so Titanic cartoons only has Titanic legend goes on as it's. If, uh, if they oh, they, it, maybe they did another Titanic film where the Titanic was a big hippopotamus or something. The legend continues <laughs> to continue. Yeah. Um, if it did cost about six hundred thousand pounds, that would be that would represent about zero point four percent of what it took to produce Titanic. Um, so I've I've gone with what you could possibly do with that. Um, I, I thought that you could possibly invest in some submarines, given that there was an iceberg. So you could actually buy 48 Spymaster submarines. The Spymaster can go down to about 12 metres underwater at a speed of almost two knots, which is shit. But what? I thought... <laughs> what? I can bomb round a lake near me, and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> Or with that money, you could get up to 80% of the cost of something called the Killer Whale Submersible. At first glance, this submarine looks like a real-life killer whale. The construction of the vessel is thus as the focal point of this submarine as it allows the vessel to perform manoeuvres as a killer whale mammal would. Don't fuck some seals up, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Submarine people are weird. Uh, I've just found a thing now where they've said that, yeah, uh, no one knows the, the the budget of this film. No, um, I've had to estimate it. I, I have yeah. looked, um, but given given that sort of animation per minute cost, uh, you could, with just shy of six hundred grand, get eleven tickets first class on the original Titanic. That's out of eight hundred and thirty three tickets as well. So you wouldn't be securing that many seats. It, it really was a premier sort of event. You could though. With that money, instead of going first class, you could sell out a second class or third class easily. <laughs> okay. Instead of that, um, you could get yourself some luxury ice, which is uh, purified water that's hand-carved into cubes. Um, you could get 2,461 bags of them. If you want Rich people have got fat! <laughs> uh, each bag of that costs £234.40. And I thought, how weird to just put the 40 pence in there. Ice, mate. I don't know if you know this, but you can just... A bag of ice. You can get it for a quid. Eskimo ice. Down the shop. That's a quid. Yeah. I don't want it hand-carved. Someone's touched that, then. Let's go on in my drink. (laughs) Hand-carved, yeah. Dirty boy. Uh, I don't know, like a katana or something. Um, Yeah, you could stack that all together, and that would pose a mild threat to yachts in your area. I'll go under it in my submarine, my killer whale submarine, <laughs> mate. It's fine. Yeah, you would do. I was thinking that, yeah, like um, the, the Spymaster submarine, 48, a fleet of 48 Spymaster submarines that go two, mo- two knots. Um, they go 12 metres underwater. And then I thought, actually, the salient point of any iceberg is that it is chiefly underwater. Yes, it? yes. Um, I don't know that would do you much good. But, you know, you'd be able to zip around unnoticed. So there you go. Um, in a bit of a departure from James Fax's uh, usual technique, I've not looked up anyone to do with this film, apart from that it was directed by somebody called Camilio Tetti. Um, and I thought it was particularly interesting because he does seem to have a thing about ships in history, because he also produced something called Noah's Ark in 2007. <laughs> and I've had a look for the trailer for that, and it is very, very short on details. But there are a lot of animals involved. Did um, any of them rap? I hope so. Noah is building a whale of a boat, 
pun already. In order, save, in order to save two of every species from a flood that will cover the entire world. Pretty soon, animals are lining up to board the ark, two by two. That's all I want to know about it. I kind of want to watch that now. <laughs> After uh, saying this, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, to be fair. He's clearly not made for film. Two knots is yeah. about two and a half miles an hour. Fucking hell, that's low. So I was like, <laughs> as a spy master boat, you're just below the surface of the water, creeping along. Yeah. You could just snorkel for that. Is that going down or along? I'd love to know. Um, that's just sinking. <laughs> the director of this film, uh, Camilio Tetti, he also produced something called Bye Bye Vietnam in 1989. Which I can only assume is Goodbye Vietnam, but the knockoff version. Oh, Good Morning Vietnam. But it's just... <laughs> yeah, starring, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. Starring Bobbin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a thing. Um, and then I, I dedicated the last portion of the show to the actual animals of the Titanic. Um, there was, I mean, it says on, there's actually a Wikipedia page devoted to this. And it says, like any other ship, Titanic had a substantial portion of rats that were seen running across the third class dining room on the evening of the sinking to the shock and amazement of the diners. Uh, some of the women who saw it burst into tears on them. And then fucked up a wicker chair. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, it, that incident has been represented. I don't remember seeing any of that in Titanic the film. Um, the dog owners, the collective dog I'm owners, kind of angry that they didn't bother putting rats in. <laughs> Is it, I, I just like the fact that there was a historical event, rats <laughs> on a sinking ship that wasn't represented. We we now have something to link to it. The dog owners of the Titanic actually planned to hold a dog show aboard the ship. On the morning of the fifteenth of April, the day before, oh no, the day after the day Titanic after that, sank. Man, yeah, yeah. Um, you got it, not you? In your lifeboat, and you go, "Oh man, that's an ages combing that Pomeranian." Yeah, <laughs> no, it's more like all that time we spent preparing for that fucking reception. It wasn't even that good. It was <laughs> like the end of the day. And then we just fucked about on the deck the rest of the day, <laughs> picking posh kids' actually... balls off. There is actually sort of first-hand accounts of a mystery dog that caught my eye called Rigel, the black Newfoundland dog, purported to be on board the ship and to have saved many survivors. However, some people have questioned whether the dog could have survived a long swim in the icy ocean and there is no contemporary evidence that the dog even existed. No, that but sounds that's like it. a... Who was he rapping? Ah, sounds like no. an urban legend. Well, you say that, but his name's Rigel, which is how a dog would pronounce Nigel, so I think there's some truth to that. <laughs> uh, in total, three, <laughs> three out of 12 dogs survived the sinking of the Titanic. That's 20%, um, and that is quite low. That's close to 25% of the third-class human passengers. I was going to say, and, that's... Yeah. Uh, if you're in second class, um, actually 58% of people survived that. Um, actually, no, 58% of people died in that, so that would have been 42% of people survived that, or 38% first class survived. So, yeah. Oh, the dogs That's didn't do too bad then, did they, really? They didn't do that badly. No, they're expensive. If they're doing a dog show, it's not going to be like Scruffs, is it? Yeah. It's going to be, they're going to be fancy boys. My dog like... would have just given up the ghost. She would have been, oh, well, too lazy. <laughs> Bye, world. And with those facts, uh, thus. James Fax submerges itself under the water for uh, two knots. another time. 
reviews. We got a bonus one for free before. <laughs> I've also got my dog at the side of me doing weird coughing, so apologies for that one. She looks so cute, I don't want to move her. I, right. I imagine you struggled to get a good one of these I that did. wasn't sarcastic. So it's a bit of a, a shit sandwich, to be fair. I did try. I read so many and I just thought they're not getting any better. So Chloe in 2011 gave this one out of five stars. Her title is, sorry, but this is just horrifically terrible. I bought this for my friend for Christmas after he read the reviews and wanted to see if it was as bad as it said it was. And yes, it was. And was a waste of my money too, even if it is cheap. It starts off with the ending scene and takes a flashback to what had happened. And what basically what happened was it ripped off so many animations such as Cinderella and 101 Dalmatians and other classics! Exclamation point. Not even to mention the rapping dog scene. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to teach children that Titanic included rapping dogs? I mean, that's the least troubling (laughs) thing about this film, if you ask me. And that everyone lives happily ever after. Words cannot describe how terrible this movie really is. Who the hell rated this five stars? I don't know. Well, no Chloe. No detected from Chloe. I can tell you, <laughs> Chloe, who rated this five stars. SB in 2017. Oh, man. You know who you kicked are. in the head by a horse recently. <laughs> <laughs> who put it down to two sentences? A masterpiece. My favourite part was when they all drowned and the two of them... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My favourite part was when they all drowned and the two old ladies watched laughing. Classic. That was, <laughs> that was a weird bit. I, thought, I had to rewind that bit. Like, Did that just happen? <laughs> and then I feel like James might have wrote this one. Yeah. Uh, but it was M. Bartram in 2016 who gave it one out of ten. And his title is, or her, I don't know. I only want to know the budget of the film. (laughs) I have spent in excess of 35 minutes searching the internet for this film's budget. (laughs) I even taught myself how to read Italian in order to read this film's original Wikipedia entry, which yielded no significant results. Oh, mate, all that time. All that time you could have used for something worthwhile. If anyone has any information, please let me know. I am aware that perhaps this website does not exactly allow for this type of communication. But if you could call me on the phone, if you would like to tell me this film's budget. Please tell me it's got a number there. No, no, he hasn't included a number. There's no number. So you have to, like, in (laughs) tune. I mean, I can't be the only curious one. This film is absolute dog do. (laughs) Oh, no, apologies. This film is absolute doo-doo butter. And I would be really impressed if M. Titi... Is that the director, M. Titi? Yeah, 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 yeah. Made this film on a budget of 35 cents. But if he was given a budget of $3 million, I would be substantially less impressed. I mean, he's got a point there. The animation style in it is awful. (laughs) It is. It's very, like, I don't know. Janky as fuck. I'm not seeing anything like it. But that yeah. guy, he just he just wants to know the budget. He's fuming about the price. I mean, it does sound like me. And I do, <laughs> I I have do seen that written in, to- in my area. So. I have seen that written in Toilet Walls. If you know what the budget <laughs> <laughs> of Titanic the Legend goes on, call now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, 
right. That was, yeah. So three very different reviews there for you. I mean, the middle one is kind of psychotic. But okay. <laughs> I think you did well there. Yeah. Well, it's, we it's all hard. picked up on the woman laughing at the drowning people, so... This week's podcast of greatness is Playlist Wars. We're going to take it back a little bit. Back to 1992. Oh, yeah, that song. It was like almost on my list, but it just didn't make it. All right, you're bringing in wrestling references now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bring in a little bit of everything. I heard that song so many times at a strip club. Who hasn't heard it at a strip club? I'm sure it's being played at some strip club right now. I know it's a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, you went weird on this, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh, this is left field, man. <laughs> I don't care. It is such a great song. What's up, everyone? This is Gomez. And I'm Brian. And we're the dynamic duo and co-hosts of Playlist Wars. A podcast where we, along with a special guest, pick a musical artist, band, or topic, and each create a 10-song playlist that we feel best represents them. Then we turn it over to you to vote for which one of us got it right. You can find us at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. So yeah. yeah I've, uh, I've been meaning to listen to that one. Uh, yeah, uh, one of them special guests had on Fuck My Work Life. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly buy into that idea. I love playlists. Near Oh, whatever that song was, it would have been better if it was like close, further away. <laughs> whatever you may say, what take your shoes off. You? Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is is the show. That was Titanic. The legend goes on. Uh, any famous last words? <laughs> I've just found one here. No, uh, Angelica, you know nothing about me, William. Nothing you could tell me would prevent me from loving you. <laughs> I, I, bet you ravishing I bet if, I bet if he was a blow. swan. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, everyone's feeling fine because it's party time. It's party time. It's party time. Everyone's fine because it's party time. Broken China. Mucho gusto. Much fire, everybody. <laughs> Wipe left for hot Titanic chat.